Hello and welcome to Elijah's Lippert's podcast. Uh, we got a new segment we're going to be starting here this week. Uh, we're going to be picking three games based on the spread every week. Um, besides me, we're going to have Colton Moss making picks as well as my younger brother, Noah Lippert. Um, and again, these picks will be based on the spread. Um, so first game up, um, and we got Noah already on the phone in the background. So, uh, we'll be hearing from him and hear who he's taking in his picks. And, uh, first off, let's start with the, uh, Bears Chargers. Um, and, um, I think I said the Bears are three, yeah, three and a half point favorites. So, Noah, who do you got in the Bears-Chargers game uh, based on the spread? All right, so um, I'm looking at this game, um, and I'm thinking that the Bears, they're at home. Um, they, I think they've got most of their uh, guys playing, their starters playing. They don't have too many injuries. Um I'm going to go, they're going to win by at least four, uh, I think what the spread was, three and a half points. Yep, so pretty much, uh, for those of you who don't know too much about the spread, obviously you can't get half a point in football. So essentially, if we're picking Chicago to cover, it means they need to win by at least four points. So go ahead, Noah. So I think with their, uh, I think with their defense um, and the takeaways they're able to get, I think they're going to be able to uh, stop the Chargers, and I think they're gonna win. Um, and I think they're gonna they're gonna uh, what have the spread in their favor. I think they're gonna win by at least four points. Okay, so Noah's taking Chicago to cover. Uh, Colton Moss, he Facebooked me his picks. Um, he won't be live, but he did face me his or Facebook me his. He's also going with the Bears to cover, um, and it's gonna be. We're all either going to get this one right or none of us are because I'm also going to go with the Bears in that one to cover. Um, so, yeah, we're all – I think this will be a, kind of a bounce-back game for Chicago. So um, we're, all, we're all going with them to cover. Now, as far as the Packers-Chiefs, um, who are you going with in that one, Noah? Uh, Packers are favored by four points. So, um, and oh, also, um, forgot to mention this, Noah. Um, I know you did some research on your own, but in case you didn't know yet, Patrick Mahomes has officially been ruled out. So Mahomes yeah. will not be playing. So I was just uh, actually about to mention that um, the Packers are away, the Chiefs are home, but I think um, I'm looking at it here, and I think the Chiefs have. Uh, six or seven guys out, including um, Mahomes, as you just said, Eli. So um, I think that Aaron Rodgers, um, he might be away, but I think he's going to be able to pull through, and I think the Packers are going to um, beat the spread, and I think they're going to win by at least four points, if not more. Okay, so Noah's going also with the Packers to cover. Um, Colton Moss, uh, he's also going with the Packers to cover. Um, he thinks it might be fairly close, but he is going with the Packers to cover. 
Uh, I'm a little torn on this one, actually. Normally, I'd say, you know, especially with Mahomes out, it's pretty easy. But Arrowhead's never an easy place to go in and win on the road. Um, so even though I'm it's more of a toss-up for me than I expected, and I'm going back and forth, I am also going to take Green Bay to cover. But it's a tough one for me. Um, but... All three of us are also going with Green Bay to cover in that one. Um, so now we go on to the last one uh, for this week. And we go to the Lions-Giants. Uh, Detroit is favored by six and a half. Noah, what are you thinking? So I think uh, I, I'm going to go with the Lions on this one. Um, when you look at the record, I think it might be kind of deceiving because they both look like they haven't been having great seasons. But the Lions have lost three games. The Giants have lost five. Um, the Lions are home. Um, and I think they're averaging more points per game, more yards, and stuff like that. I think uh, I think the Lions are going to come through in this game, and I think they're going to beat the Giants. Um, what are the odds? six or seven, something like that. I think they're going to be able to beat this spread, and I think they're going to beat the Giants by, like, seven points at least. Yeah, it's six and a half, so as long as they win by at least seven, you got that. Um, Colton is also, well, actually, I shouldn't say also. Colton thinks Detroit will win, but he thinks the Giants will cover. He thinks it'll be a close game, and it'll be less than six and a half. Um... I'm also actually, I think it'll be a close game. Um, I'm impressed by Daniel Jones. I think he'll be a, turn out to be a pretty solid QB in the NFL. And they're a better team with him than when they had Eli Manning. I think the, uh, the Lions do pull it out, but I'm going with uh, the Giants to cover. So I think the Lions will win, but I think it'll be by less than six and a half. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a tough one. I, I almost wanted to pick the Giants. Um, but if you look at it, they have, uh, the Lions have Matthew Stafford, um, who I, I, I'm not sure how many picks he's thrown yet or, you know, whatever. But I think uh, with the Giants' new QB and some injuries, the way they've been playing, uh, I don't think they're going to cut it. Um, so, I, I'm yeah, I'm going with the Lions. Okay. Also, um, while we're talking football, um, if you don't mind staying on a little longer, Noah, did you uh, watch any of the Vikings Redskins game last night? Uh, I did not. I did not realize they played. Um, what what happened in the game? Well, the Vikings uh, kicked a lot of field goals. Um, they did get one touchdown though, and they held the Washington to field goals. Um, so even though it was a little closer than you'd like for who they were playing, the Vikings did win 19-9. to um, Delvin Cook, again, continued to tear it up. He had 130-some yards, and I think he also had 70-some receiving yards. Um, they got a lot of screen passes to him that went for good chunks. Uh, Stefan Diggs fumbled again um, on one, but he had another big day as well. He became only the second player in Vikings history to have three straight games with at least 125 receiving yards. Um, and the other one was Randy Moss. So pretty good company right there. Um, wow, and, yeah. 
and Kirk Cousins uh, again looked pretty solid. So it was an all-around uh, solid effort. Um, the defense gave up way too many yards, especially first half, like they have against some other teams. They adjusted in the second half, but um, I said even in the first half, though, I kept telling people that were getting down on how many yards they were giving up um, on a couple of fan pages. And on. I'm like, you know, as long as they keep holding them to field goals, I'm okay with it, you know, because you, as long as you bend but don't break, I'm still okay with it. Yeah, if you can hold them to less yards, that's great. But I kept telling people it'll be okay because I had confidence our offense would, you know, come through eventually. And sure enough, it did. And the other deceiving thing is we could have scored one more time also. Um, but in the end... So we got the ball back with eight minutes left and a 10-point lead, and we ran out the clock. So our guys grinded it out to secure the win, and uh, we were inside the red zone. Um, and then we went for it on fourth down, you know, late in the game, rather than kick a field goal, um, just a sportsmanship kind of thing. And... Uh, with like 30 seconds left. So anyway, they could have really scored at least another field goal or a touchdown if they really wanted. But anyway, overall, they still had over 400 yards and Washington finished with two something. Um, Adrian Peterson got a huge ovation from the Minnesota crowd, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, I'm personally glad we have Delvin Cook right now, but... Uh, Peterson did get a pretty big standing ovation from the crowd when they showed a little clip of him on the big board. And uh, he passed two guys, so now he's sixth all-time in NFL history as far as rushing yards go as well. So, uh, he, Yeah, he actually looked pretty good himself. He had a couple good runs, and I forget how many he finished with. I know he was over 70 for sure at one point, and he may have got 100 or at least uh, around it. So he looked pretty yeah, good. I think, he, I think he got about 90. Okay. And then Case Keenum, we knocked him out in the first half, unfortunately. Um, obviously, you never like to see anybody get injured. So, uh, But we he got a concussion, so they brought in their rookie quarterback who in his first in his first game he threw three picks the first game he came in for Keenum and uh so they went right back to Keenum as the starter and then he came in against the Vikings and threw a pick to a guy that was wide open he overthrew him and it turned out to be a pick so um yeah so Haskins definitely has a lot of work to do uh if he wants to be a starting quarterback but Anyway, like I said, the Vikings made the proper adjustments. And it, I must say one thing before we wrap it up here. It's sure nice having an actual reliable kicking game in Minnesota again. Uh, Dan Bailey, uh, he was 8 of 10 coming into the game, and he was 4 of 4 yesterday, including a 50-yarder. So, uh, like I said, we got one touchdown when we needed it, but Bailey was 4 of 4, so... Uh, that puts him at 12 of 14 now on the year. Uh, so it's sure great having a reliable kicking game. But Noah, thanks for coming on. Uh, we will be doing this every week.
Um, I'll also make notes of these picks so that we can keep track of it. Uh, so that at the end of the year, the winner will get their prize. Um, which, if either Colton or Noah win, I have an idea of what I'm getting, but I'm not going to reveal that. It'll be a surprise. And it sounds like if I happen to win, Colton and Noah are going to team up to get me either a Vikings hat or Vikings shirt. So, anyway, uh, thanks again for your time, Noah. Um, and I look forward to doing this segment each week. Yep, no, it's uh, my pleasure. Thank you for uh, inviting me on, and I'll, uh, I'm looking forward to next week. All right, thank you. Hello for this week. Uh, we're actually going to be breaking it into a few segments. Um, I know the first episode I had, uh, it was all in one segment. Um, but now that we added the NFL pick segment, and also I'm going to try to get different coaches on uh, different weeks. So like tomorrow, um, I am going to have Eric Ward, also known as Wardo. Uh, to preview the Maple River basketball season. Um, so because of that, I'm going to break it into a few segments. I think in a lot of episodes, it's just that first one. I did it all in one. Um, so in this segment, I'm going to be talking about hockey, uh, the state of the wild. Um, you know, after they won a couple of games in a row, and I thought, ooh, you know, they might be riding the ship a little bit. You know, there might be something here. Then they come out and lay an egg yesterday and lose 4-0. to zero. Um, And to be honest, after the first game or two, I not that I had a lot of confidence coming into the year anyway, um, but after the first game or two originally, I'm like, yeah, this could be a ugly, ugly year for the Wild. Um, and then I, you know, they won the two in a row, and I'm like, eh. You know, we're still only three and six. I don't want to get too excited, but I see something here. And then they come back and lay an egg yesterday. And I think it's going to be a rough year for the Wild. With that said, I like the job. Well, I like the hire of Bill Guerin as GM. And I think if you give it a couple years, it'll be a rough year this year and probably next year. But if you give it a couple years, I think he'll really ride the ship and get it set back on course. Uh, just like PJ Fleck did with the Gophers. Um, just like Rocco Baldelli did this year with the Twins. Um, I think it'll take a couple years, but I think they'll get back on course um, for sure. It'll just be a rough couple of years, I think, as a fan. Um, anyway, I did really like the hire, though. Also, I like Coach Boudreaux a lot. With that said, though, a lot of times when they bring in new GMs, they want to bring in their own coach. So if the year goes as poorly as I think it might, you know, there's no... I could easily see Boudreaux getting fired, even though I like him, and I'd like them to give him a chance to ride it out, you know, um, for a couple of years with the new GM, but I don't know that that'll happen. Um, so if they have a rough year, like I said, my guess now is Boudreaux will be fired, but uh, we'll let the season play out, and um, we'll go from there. Um MSU Mavericks, um, they're, I've mentioned in the last episode, they're 3-0-1, um, and on my way home tonight, 
I added on and they were beating Alabama Huntsville five to one. So I'd obviously assume they wrapped that game up. Um, so anyway, yeah, while on a hockey note, uh, as I mentioned the first episode, MSU should have a very funny uh, team this year again. Uh, just hoping we can get over our curse or whatever you want to call it of not getting out of the first round of the tournament, no matter how good of a team we have. Um, so anyway, I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up for the hockey talk on this segment. Uh, I don't have any hockey calls lined up. Uh, I'm not quite that big yet. <laughs> um, if I got so big one day that I could have professional or college coaches on, that would be lovely. But uh, right now, that's not the case. So I'm going to kind of have to take you on the deep dive or uh, jump off a cliff at the State of the Wild or... You know, obviously I'm joking, but you get my point. It's kind of a down year for them. Um, so anyway, that's going to wrap up the hockey segment. Um, and then, like I said, tomorrow um, I'll wrap it up with, I'll recap some of the NFL trades that happened at the trade deadline because there was some big ones. Um, I'll also recap the Gopher Maryland game as I'll be at the game in person. So I'll give you a little bit of a recap of that. Um, maybe a little bit on Maple River, although I won't have been at the game, um, but I'll tell you what I can. And then hopefully, um, as long as it still works, I'll get Eric Ward on for the basketball preview. Um, so anyway, uh, this won't be fully published till tomorrow, uh, but I hope you all enjoyed this episode. And thanks again to all my listeners. God bless. Have a great night. All right, back here to finish this episode of my podcast. Um, yesterday was another great day for sports. I went to both the Minnesota Gophers 52-10 slashing of the Maryland Terrapins, as well as the Minnesota Wild 5-1 victory over the Los Angeles Kings. Um, first off, starting with the Gopher game, uh... Once again, they look great. Um, Rodney Sith had another good game. Tanner Morgan continues to impress. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. came up big. Uh, just an all-around good game. Maryland could get absolutely nothing going on offense. and The Gophers dominated and took it to them early and <laughs> didn't look back. So... Um, all of a sudden, we jump up to number 13 in the country. Uh, Penn State's number five. We get a bye week, and uh, we get two weeks to prepare for them. Um, I love how P.J. Fleck is uh, motioning, so to speak, for college game day to come here. I know the tricky part is Alabama LSU plays the same day. However, college game day has never been to Minneapolis. And that's one thing they say they do is look for cool stories or um, go to, you know, cities where they don't go all the time, stuff like that. And, and as Coach Flex said, you know, they could go to an Alabama game every week if they really wanted or go see Alabama LSU any year. Um, but, you know... It's not every year Minnesota is this good, and you have two undefeated teams, Penn State and the Gophers, playing each other. So I'm really hoping they'll come. 
Uh, like I said, I know it's hard to compete with Alabama LSU um, as far as that goes. But uh, like I said, I hope they get their way and I hope the petition, motion, what, however you want to word it, uh, pays off. Um, anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I actually think we have a legitimate chance to beat Penn State as of right now. Uh, we're two weeks to prepare for them, and Coach Fleck is our head coach. I think they'll come out ready and strong with two weeks to prepare, and I think they've got a shot to beat them. Uh, one game I think will be really tough is the game in Iowa. Um, Iowa is always a tough place to play, but I think we have a chance to beat Penn State. Should be Northwestern, and then uh, never know what Wisconsin last game of the year. But um, anyway, I think we can for sure win two, if not three, of those last four. Um, and you know, right now with Wisconsin losing a second game, as long as we can beat Penn State or Iowa. I mean, why not go for both? But if we can win at least one of them, you know, we'll have a pretty decent... I mean, it, the Big Ten West is, you know, we control our own destiny, so to speak, with Wisconsin having two losses. So uh, if we come out strong and prepared, you know, we have a little legitimate chance to take the Big Ten West. Um, so anyway, with that said, um, while we're talking college football... Um, MSU broke their own <laughs> points record that they set last week by scoring 81 points this week in a shellacking of um, Crookston. Uh, MSU won 81 zip, had over 400 yards rushing, and just dominated once again to remain undefeated. Um And then the Vikings, of course, beat Washington Thursday night. Uh, so they continued to look good. Um, Kirk Cousins had another very good game. Um, and uh, even though they, it wasn't pretty at times on a you know on a Thursday night game, I've kind of come to expect that. But we got the job done, won by double digits. We did what we needed to to get the win. Um, and now we have Kansas City coming up. So anyway, uh, Cook had another great game. Cousins had another good game. Um, we gave up uh, too many yards the first half to Keenum especially, but once again, we found a way to win. Um, so, and then Maple River, unfortunately, their season comes to a close. Great season. Um, but however, they lost to Medford, so their season is done, unfortunately. Another, it was another good year, though. Um, unfortunately, they couldn't pull it out. Um, as far as the World Series goes, uh, Houston came storming back, won two games in a row in Washington, and they're leading game three while I finish up this podcast. Um, so I guess at this point, the question is, is a home team going to win a single game in this series? Uh, if not, well, then the Nationals will come back and win the series. But, uh, anyway, yeah, it's, uh, been a fun series. Um, a lot of what I expected back and forth. Um, I said I wanted Washington to win, but I thought Houston might. And sure enough, Houston's coming storming back. But no, 
team has proven they can win at home yet, so that'll make it interesting, even if Washington hangs on to win- take the 3-2 lead. Um, Timberwolves, uh, I just watched into that game. They're 3-0 and now. Say what you want about Andrew Wiggins. I know his shooting percentage isn't great and probably never will be, but one thing I've been very impressed with this year is how he's showing a willing all of a sudden to take games over late. Uh, today was another example of that. He had his season high in points. He was 0 of 6 on threes. Uh, entering the fourth quarter, 0 of 13 on the year. He comes out, makes four threes in a row, and gets pretty much single-handedly gets us to win in the fourth quarter uh, and finishes, I believe, it was, what, 25 points. So say what you want about Wiggins. I know he's been disappointing a lot of the time, um, and I know he doesn't shoot the greatest percentage-wise, but I have been very impressed with his willingness to take games over. Um, and he's been a big part of why we're starting 3-0. and um, Moving on to the Wild game last night. Uh, a lot of empty seats there, uh, which with how the team is playing this year kind of is expected, I guess. But they win five games. Uh, it was a great game to be at. Um, good energy with the crowd that was there, um, even though there was a lot of empty seats. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, they have won three of their last four now. Uh, I'm still not super convinced it'll be a very good year, but who knows? They could still turn it around, so I'm hoping, uh, they'll find a way to turn it around. Um, also a couple, uh, couple other notes here. Um, first off, uh, Coach Ward, I'm, you know, we've been talking a little bit. I'm still hoping to have him on for a Maple River basketball preview. I just don't know for sure when that'll happen yet. Also, I have a name lined up uh, who, if anybody reads the Mankato Free Press, they'll probably know the name. Um, I've got Chad Courier lined up, who is a sports writer for the Mankato Free Press. I got him lined up, and he's going to be on the podcast one day. Um, So that'll be exciting. I'm very uh, excited about that. Um, Moving on to the NFL here from today's action. Uh, Houston beat Oakland 27-24. Oakland uh, kept it close. However, uh, they couldn't pull it out, unfortunately. Um, The 49ers, this did surprise me. I actually thought there was a chance Carolina would hand the 49ers their first loss. And boy, was I wrong on that one. As the 49ers come out and win 51-13 to and remain undefeated. Um, Garoppolo had two touchdown passes. Coleman had three touchdown rushes for the 49ers. Mostart had one. Samuel had one. So they had five rushing touchdowns on the day. Uh, absolutely crazy. Uh, the Colts, uh, Adam Vinatieri came through and redeemed himself after missing a field goal earlier in the game, as well as an extra point. But he comes through and makes the game winner, and they beat Denver 15-13. to uh, The Lions uh, did indeed win, but the Giants covered the spread. Uh, so Colton and I got that part right. Uh, the Lions won 31-26. 
Seattle beat Atlanta 27-20. The Chargers beat Chicago 17-16. And in my opinion, you can pretty much stick a fork in Chicago's season at this point. Uh, Jaguars beat the Jets 29-15. Rams beat the Bengals 24-10. Titans beat Tampa 27-23. Philly beat Buffalo 31-13. The Saints, with Breeze back for the first time since his injury, beat the Cardinals 31-9. New England beat Cleveland 27-13, and Green Bay currently leads Kansas City 14-7. So there we go as far as NFL's action uh, for today. Um, Yeah, there that wraps up the NFL action for today. Um, like I said, Timberwolves 3-0 and off to the start you would wanted. Um, I said before the year started, I thought the Timberwolves had a chance to at least compete uh, for the playoffs. Well, they're 3-0 and now. You know, it's only three games. But uh, I heard some people say, well, if they play as good as they can, they could be as high as a 4 or 5 seed. I thought that was a little bit of a stretch, but at this point, you never know. Uh, so they're 3-0. and They play Philly on Wednesday. Um, that's our next game. Um, MSU Mavericks, getting back to hockey for a minute. Um, they swept Alabama Huntsville over the weekend. Um, so they're now 5-0-1. and So they're off to another great start. Uh, back to high school football, Medford, um, after beating Maple River. Um, they'll face uh, Blue Earth um, for the section championship. Um, so I'm kind of rooting for Medford, to be honest. I know they beat Maple River, but uh, I'd rather see somebody kind of new in a sense like Medford win um, than Blue Earth. So, um yeah, just some bad blood with Bluers, I guess, so to speak. And uh, I'd like to somebody else, see somebody else uh, make it. Um, so that'll be, uh, should be a good game. I mean, uh, the, um, yeah, that should be a good game. Medford, you know, they came out and beat St. Clair Loyola. Um, and then beat us, so they beat the number three seed and then the number two seed. Um, So you never know. You know, it would be pretty cool to see them beat the number one seed next. Um, But we'll see what happens. Um, So next, um, that that, uh, game against Medford is Friday, November 1st. Um, so we'll see what happens in that game. Um, that, so that wraps that up. I'm just trying to think here if I'm, uh, missing anything really. Uh, covered the Gophers, covered the Mavs. Oh, oh yeah, I remember I was going to cover some college football. Um, and actually I think I'll wait till the next podcast, even though it'll be a little bit delayed to cover the... Um, NFL trades that have gone down. I don't have my notes in front of me. Those are still at the office. Um, so I'll wait on those. Um, so Ohio State came out and shellacked Wisconsin 38-7. 
Um, Iowa beat Northwestern 20 to zero. Um, LSU, uh, it was a close game against Auburn, but they pulled it off um, and are now ranked number one. Um, so they won 23-20 and moved up to the number one spot. Uh, Penn State beat Michigan State 28-7 to remain undefeated going into the Gopher game. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Michigan absolutely obliterated Notre Dame. 45-14, uh, Michigan is now ranked 14th in the country. Um, so they did win one big game. I know that's part of the knack on Harbaugh was they haven't won a lot of the big games yet against ranked teams, but they did pull that one out. Uh, Kansas State stunned Oklahoma 48-41. Uh, Kansas State is now ranked 22nd in the country. Oklahoma is now falls from 5 to 10. SMU uh, hung on to beat Houston by a field goal. Um, they're now ranked 15th in the country, um, and they beat Houston 34-31. to 31. Um, As far as big games coming up this next week, um, as you got Georgia and Florida. Uh, that's number 8 versus number 6. So that'll be a big-time game. Um, you've got SMU number 15 versus number 24 Memphis. Uh, so that should be a good game as well. Um, but those are the only two, um, games that have both teams ranked. So there's a little bit of a weaker schedule, um, this week as far as the top 25 goes. The Gophers have a bye week and a bunch of other teams ranked in the top 25 also have a bye week. Um, so... Anyway, we'll see how those games go. Um, I think I'm going to wrap up the uh, podcast here for this week. Um, hope everybody enjoys it. Um, I'm a bit tired after yesterday, so I'm a little bit slow at times finishing up this podcast, so I'm sorry. I have to think a little bit about what I'm trying to say, but uh, overall, hope you still like it. Um I'll give you one more score update on the Packers here before I go. And the Chiefs have now tied the game up at 14 apiece. Um, so <clears throat> I picked the Packers in our pick segment. Um, although if you remember, I was going back and forth on who I thought or whether I thought uh, Green Bay would cover the spread. I even thought the Chiefs might win, but I picked Green Bay uh, just because. Uh, but it's tied at 14, so we will see what happens. Anyway, hope you all have a great night. Um, I don't know for sure when my next episode will be yet. Again, it kind of depends on who I can get on. Um, for sure, it'll be before Sunday, though, because uh, of the pick segment. Um, and depending, I'm going to look at the NFL schedule and... Depending on when we decide to do the picks and what games we decide to do, um, it's possible, you know, we'd even do it by Thursday and have two, uh, you know, within a few days of each other. Um, if not, though, it'll for sure happen before Sunday. Um, so anyway, hope you all have a great night. Thanks again for listening. Um, feel free to recommend my podcast to people you know, um, if you haven't already. And God bless. Have a great night.